You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from Animal Alternatives out of Tampa Bay, Florida, is... Dr. Ann Lamprew to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. The show is produced by executive producer Mr. Bob Page. Hey, Bobby. Hey, what's going on, Johnny Boy? Also, Mr. Zach Budin at Business Talk Radio Network. We have special guests joining us this hour. The Holistic Health Guide is the name of the book, Natural Care for the Whole Dog. It's by Doug Kenevan. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Doug about the Holistic Health Guide, and we have three books to give away. He's going to be with us for a half hour. After that, we have Linnea from National Geographic Wild. Now, she's the lady with 700 cats, which is going to be broadcast on National Geographic on Saturday, July 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Once again, I'm John Patch, Dr. Ann Lamprew, and this is Talkin' Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. So pick up the phone and give us a call if you've got a question about your pets. 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Joining us is the author of a book called The Holistic Health Guide. Now, Dr. Doug Kenevan received his veterinary degree from Ohio State University in 1987 and has been practicing veterinary medicine in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, ever since. Now, Dr. Kenevan owns and operates Beaver Animal Clinic, a full-service animal hospital, and shares clinical duties with two associates. Uh, besides his 18 years of experience lecturing to kennel clubs, Dr. Kenevan is a popular speaker at veterinary conferences. In the past 10 years, he has lectured on holistic topics at numerous conventional and holistic veterinary conferences across the United States. We want to welcome on to the program the author of the Holistic Health Guide, Dr. Doug Kenevan. Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm doing fine, John. How are you? It's nice to have you on the show with us. I'm doing great. I want to introduce you to Dr. Ann Lamprew. Hi, Ann. Nice to meet you. No, we're trying to work on her mic. For some reason, it went south for some reason, but uh, we'll, we'll get that going in just a second. You know, I want to, I want to first of all, say congratulations on a wonderful book. 
I mean, it's a nice hardcover book. Well, thank you. I, I was thrilled with how how they pulled the whole thing together. It is really a beautiful book. And it's put out by, uh, now, TFH is the publisher on this, correct? Correct, that's right. And you can find this at all um, bookstores, and you can find it also online? Yes, that's true. You know, when I was looking through the book and browsing, I mean, Dr. Ann, we're, we're working on her mic, but Dr. Ann is a holistic vet here in the Tampa Bay market as well, and I'm sure she's got a bunch of questions for you. But right off the bat, I know, like, conventional medicine, the holistic and homeopathic types of medicine kind of got introduced how many years ago about? Oh, well, the idea of holistic medicine has been around for hundreds of years. I mean, it predates Western medicine as we know it. So Dr. Ann's like whispering in my ear over here saying centuries. (laughs) Exactly. Now, with your book, how long did it take you to actually write this holistic health guide? Well, I'll tell you, it's based on years of experience, and and I guess I had a lot of this information rolling around in my head, but as far as putting, uh, putting it down on paper, so to speak, it took about a year. About a year to put it, oh, wow. So it does take quite a while to, to actually put a book together. Well, I mean, I was working full-time and, you know, doing life as well. You know, I wanted to ask you, too, I mean, in, in, when you open up your book and you look under the Holistic Health Guide, you talk about symptoms are actually being our friends. Can you explain what you mean by that, that chapter, especially dealing with holistic medicine? Well, from a Western medicine perspective, Symptoms are bad, and we use medications to try to get rid of symptoms. But from a holistic point of view, the symptoms are really the body's way of dealing with whatever challenge is affecting it. And so the body, you know, for instance, a runny nose is the body's way of trying to discharge a virus or bacteria that's trying to invade the body. And it's full of antibodies and white blood cells to get rid of this invader. You know, so what do we do when we have a runny nose? We take decongestants to dry up this this discharge, which, again, is kind of fighting what the body is trying to do. Okay, so it is, I mean, people need to actually pay attention to the signs. Exactly. And, you know, basically, I mean, just by following, watching the nose, watching the symptoms, do you think a lot of people are aware of that? I mean, do you think enough people with their pets pay enough attention to their body language and what's going on? You know, I think people are getting more and more in touch with their pets these days. And so I find that most clients are are really aware of what's going on. In fact, a lot of times they know that there's a problem with the pet before Western, you know, diagnostics like x-rays and blood work can figure out what the problem is. Very true, actually. You know, um, and with... Well, first of all, I, want to, I do want to say that this book is put up by TFH Publications, and it's called The Holistic Health Guide. We are going to be giving three books away during this interview, of course, with uh, Dr. Kenevan. And the first book is going to go right now. So if somebody has a question or whatever or not, just give us a call. The book is yours at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255, and we are going to send that, that book straight out to you. And again, it is called The Holistic Health Guide. It's natural care for the whole dog. Dr. Doug Knight, this is mainly, of course, about dogs, but do you also, do you see in the future putting out one on cats? Well, actually, I had approached um, TFH about doing a cat book also because I had clients, obviously, with cats that were demanding it, but they just didn't have, um, for whatever reason, there wasn't the market for it at that time. So you can go ahead and put a little bird in their ear and and, uh, have them... uh, approach me for a book like that. Well, I work a lot with TFH Publications, so I definitely will because I think it needs to come out. 
And as soon, we, as soon as we get Dr. Ann Vocal, I'm sure actually she'll say the same thing because I know that being a cat parent myself, um, you know, we care about our pets, and, you know, cats are, you know, a big part of the family. You bet. And, and really a lot of what I have to say about dogs in the book applies to cats as well. Now, what did, you talk about the immune system on page 32. You get, kind of get into that, especially when you're dealing about vaccines. What do you, what's your opinion on vaccines these days? Cause some people are saying you have to give them like, you know, every year they should be inoculated, you know, every three years. What do you think I'm, about that? I'm so glad you brought up that question because there is a lot of evidence now that shows that especially the annual distemper vaccine for dogs and cats is good for a lot longer than a year. And giving it more than they need doesn't protect them anymore against the diseases. In my view, it just messes up their immune systems. Yeah, actually, um, and Dr. Ann will actually attest to that, too. You know, I've been running a little experiment on my own dog. I have a little Maltese, and her last vaccine was when she was 12 weeks old, uh, and I've been doing titers every year, which is a blood test to measure the antibody level, and it's been seven years now, and she has not needed another vaccine. And, yes, I find it immune. And let there be a God. Yeah. Hey, I'm here now. Um, I found, because I've been doing titers for, I don't know, at least 15 years, and I found that most animals that are not immune compromised will keep a titer for five to eight years, sometimes longer than that. Of course, rabies, we can't go more than three at this point, though we do have the rabieschallengefund.org that's doing the grassroots effort of finding rabies vaccines for five-year and then seven-year licensure. I just spoke to Jean Dodds, and she was saying that the five-year part of the test is almost done, and it's looking good. Yippee! <laughs> I'm so excited. Now that we just, when we, once we get that, then we have to go through all the legal complicated factors. There's but, well, legal right. complications. But maybe by 2020. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, Dr. Doug, can you even don't go away. We'll be right back. We're going to take All a little right. break. We're continuing on with Dr. Doug. We're talking about his book, The Holistic Health Guide, Discover a Whole New World of Dogs, Terra Nova. Now, natural care for the whole dog. That's by Dr. Doug Kneven. We have a book going out to the first caller at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Dr. Doug's going to be with us for a few more minutes, and then uh, we're going to be talking with the lady with 700 cats that's going to be broadcast on Nat Geo Wild, and that's going to be next Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But she's joining us in approximately 20 minutes to talk about her 700 cats. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, with healthy pets go. Enter the code LUCKY10, L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice or service is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. 
For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Ann Lampreau. And we're speaking with Dr. Doug Kenevan. He's the author of The Holistic Health Guide. We're talking about natural care for the whole dog. Dr. Doug, we got a question coming for you out of Royal Grand, California, and Lisa has a question for you. Lisa, you got a question for Dr. Doug? Yes. Hello. My uh, my poodle is about 10 years old. He's in good shape, good health. However, he has a cough. It generally happens in the morning and sometimes in the evening. And I've taken him in. He's been on antibiotics. Didn't really seem to do anything. And it's been about oh, four months now, and he's been off of them. And he still has his cough. What do you suggest? Well, did they do any diagnostics like x-rays and blood work? They did blood work. They did not do any x-rays. They did blood work, and everything came out perfect. Okay. Well, that's a good sign. The next step, I mean, really what we need to do is try to find out what's causing the cough, and, and x-rays would be the next thing. There's so many things that can cause coughs in animals, you know, some sort of infection would be one thing, and that's what they were trying to treat with the antibiotics, but, you know, you could be dealing with heart disease or some other kind of uh, disease of the lungs, and, and really without more diagnostics, it's hard to give you more, more advice, but certainly x-rays are in order at this point. And an, an x-ray would, would definitely be able, you'd be able to tell by just an x-ray then if he's had some sort of, like, something on his lung or, like, is that a heart disease? Well, there are many different tests to, to check what's happening inside the, in the chest. So x-rays would be the next step. Um, and certainly if the heart was severely affected by something, you'd be able to see it easily. If there were nodules or something in the lungs, you should be able to see those easily. But I'm not saying that an x-ray would definitely guarantee that you would get a diagnosis, just like in people. Sometimes you have to then go to the next test, which could involve, uh, you know, an ultrasound of the heart to see how it's functioning or, you know, um, even taking a scope and going down into the lungs to see if there's a foreign body or something unusual going on there. Okay. Or if it's a tracheal problem instead. Correct. 
And Lisa, what I want to do too, compliments of Dr. Doug, we're going to send you a copy of his book so you can read up a little bit more on all this too, The Holistic Health Guide. Uh, that's going to come out to you. So if you would, speak with our producer, Zach, and he'll take your information and we'll mail that right out to you. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. That's Lisa in Royal Grand, California, and we're speaking with Dr. Doug Keneven. He's the author of The Holistic Health Guide. We uh, asked for a number one call to come in, and that winner of that book is Marianne in Watsonville, California. She's going to get a copy of The Holistic Health Guide as well, and it's, again, available in your bookstores. It's available online. It's by Dr. Doug Keneven. And it's got a lot of great information in there. But I want to ask you, because we don't have a lot of time, Dr. Doug, um, before we say goodbye. But I think it's so hot out there everywhere across the country right now. And fleas are so prominent. And I noticed when I was browsing through your book that you get into a topic about lemon. Yes, you can actually um, use lemon. It has D-limonene in it, which is a compound that can help repel insects, uh, including fleas. And there's a way that you can kind of make a dip by slicing up the lemon and steeping it in hot water and then obviously letting the water cool and then um, sponging that on the pet to help repel the insects. Now, what do you think about garlic, though? Because like, throughout the years, a lot of people are saying where, like, garlic would re- repel you know, um, fleas as well. Is that true? That's a good question. I, I don't think that there's, I don't know, maybe Ann has another opinion on that too, Dr. Uh, well, Lamprew, but yeah. um, there's not a lot of research showing that it works. And, and certainly in cats, you need to be careful with garlic because it can be toxic, and even at higher doses in dogs as well. That's good to know. Yeah, the red blood cells don't like it very much. Uh, but garlic, uh, garlic can definitely um, help them some with the B-complex vitamins as well be a little less tasty to fleas, but they also, I mean, when fleas are really, really hungry, it's just not going to deter them. So you're not going to stop them? Not with just garlic and, and bruise yeast, no. But the the lemon, yes, uh, lemon grass oils are in some of the um, sprays that I use, and lemon can be, you can make your own lemon rinse and use that for a temporary re, uh, repellent, Yes. The name of the book is called The Holistic Health Guide. It's put out by TFH Publications. Again, it's uh, Natural Care of the Whole Dog by Dr. Doug Keneven. And uh, we do have another book going out, and actually that will go out to the next call, 866-606-TALK. But acupuncture, Dr. Doug, I mean, it seems to be a lot of people are getting involved in that, and also with their pets. Do you find that more prominent in your practice? I certainly do. I have so many cases coming in. Uh, for acupuncture these days that it's it's actually hard to keep up with them all but uh, I'm finding it so helpful sometimes when medication isn't helping acupuncture can yeah it's really really lovely I, I, I really love it for the musculoskeletal problems but internal medicine disease problems can be cor- can be corrected or at least help your patient correct it to the best of their ability how would you recommend though like because there's acupuncture and there's aquapuncture why would you use water on one or water source versus non water well the theory is that the the aquapuncture can sometimes do more of a tonification or sedation at- effect and it depends on what you're actually injecting into the points because using the um, neural therapy using B12 and the normal saline with uh, lidocaine or procaine actually helps to free up the points a lot more than just needles. I, I just got quicker results, you, only for arthritis, though. Do you find that as well, Dr. Doug? Um, you know, I tend to use the aquapuncture on cases that won't sit still very long for the needles. I mean, that's what I have found it helpful for, um, and, and, you know, because... 
a lot of times the animals need to sit still for uh, 15, 20 minutes. So you can inject a small amount of, I, I usually use B vitamins at the point, and um, I'll use this a lot with cats because cats tend not to be as patient as most dogs are with needles sticking in them. Yes, that's true. <laughs> as a holistic vet, though, in dealing with holistic medicine and homeopathic, do you find, like, with your patients that, like, ones that have come in for conventional purposes, that if you tell them to go on an herb or something like that, do you find them kind of like raising an eyebrow or no? Is that one for me? Yeah, that one's for you. Okay. Um, you know, back when I first started into holistic medicine in the uh, mid-'90s, I would say that that was true, that people coming in for conventional medicine didn't really want to hear what I had to say about acupuncture and herbs. But these days, I think people are a lot more open to it and a lot more aware of it. And um, they're aware that there are fewer side effects with these things, and so they're actually seeking it out more. Well, Dr. Doug, don't go away. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with Dr. Doug Kneven. He's the author of The Holistic Health Guide. It's put out by TFH Publications. You can find it in your bookstores. Of course, you can find it online. The number to call is 866-606-TALK if you've got a question or a comment. But we do have the third book going out to Paul in Monterey, California. So, Paul, congratulations. You're getting a copy of The Holistic Health Guide by Dr. Doug Kneven. 866-606-TALK. I'm John Patch. Dr. Ann Lampro From Animal Alternatives out of Tampa Bay, Florida. We welcome your calls and questions. We're speaking with Dr. Doug Kneven. The Holistic Health Guide, something that you definitely need to look into. So check it out in bookstores and check it out online. This is Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available in iTunes. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best bets for pets. Every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today... 
Here's your host, John Patch. Out of Boulder, Colorado, authorities are warning residents to watch for snakes after an increase in the number of reported confrontations. Now, Sheriff's Office Animal Control Officer Terry Snyder says wet weather is driving snakes from burrows, while hot weather is luring them to sun themselves on rocks. Dr. Ann? In Baltimore, Maryland, the Maryland Zoo was set to open a 200,000 exhibit for two hellbender salamanders. Hellbender County is part of the Maryland Wilderness Area. Assistant Curator Kevin Murphy said that the hellbender is arguably Maryland's most endangered animal species. That's an interesting name. Yes. The hellbender. Yes. (laughs) I think I want that name. There's John, the hellbender. I kind of like that. Carson City, Nevada. Plans are being made to build an animal shelter to replace the city's current shelter, built in the 1960s. The Board of Supervisors approved an $85,000 design contract with BDA Architecture on July 7th. Now, no decision has been made on where the shelter projected to cost $4 million will be located. In South Carolina, North Myrtle Beach, and I think they need to do it here, a new city ordinance prohibits people from digging holes or trenches on the beach more than a foot deep and falling, failing to refill them. Spokesman Pat Dowling said holes can cause injuries if people walk into them and can collapse on visitors, trap nesting sea turtles, or damage emergency vehicles. The ordinance carries a $100 fine. Out of Trenton, New Jersey, the Department of Environmental Protection is stepping up efforts to protect one million acres of evergreens from southern pine beetle infestations. They were rare in the state until 10 years ago. Commissioner Bob Martin said the pests are on pace to equal or surpass the 14,000 acres of trees killed last year. In Austin, Texas, a beekeeper has removed a seven-foot-tall hive housing as many as 250,000 bees from an East Austin home where it has been for at least 40 years. Homeowner Lillian Johnson, 41, doesn't remember a time when the bees weren't humming from the kitchen walls, said her friend Alexandra Nesby. Johnson, worried that her five-month-old son might get stung, decided to have the hive removed. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Ann Lamprew. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. We are speaking with Dr. Doug Kneven. He's the author of The Holistic Health Guide. It's put out by TFH Publications. Don't forget, you can check us out live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. Click on Watch Live, and you can watch us. But give us a call at 866-606-8255. This is Talkin' Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Ann Lamprew. All right, Dr. Doug Kneven, I had an I had a other question for you about the uh, your book, of course, the Holistic uh, Health Guide. But now I've got to ask you actually ask you that question since my producer came in with that song. Is marijuana an herb, and is that used for medicinal purposes in pets, like they're trying to use, of course, for people? Of anyone using marijuana medicinally in pets. Um, I mean, it is an herb, it is a plant, and it does have medicinal qualities, but I I don't think uh, we have the leeway in veterinary medicine to prescribe uh, uh, marijuana for pets. No, I don't think so either. (laughs) 
not in my state. No. <laughs> All right, well, that's a good thing to get out of the way. But yeah. I wanted to ask you about relaxation, so maybe it's in the same category. But in your book, you talk about massage therapy. Very important for pets as well? I think it can be a very important adjunct to therapy. I mean, massage therapy itself is, is probably not going to be a primary healing modality, but as a secondary helper for musculoskeletal problems, I think it can be very, very important. Indeed. And like Tai Chi, uh, I'm sorry, not the Tai Chi, but the Tween Ah, that kind of massage is, is actually very helpful too. I just have to say, this is just really a lovely book. It's very concise. It covers so many categories that some other books just don't um, uh, just don't cover. I mean, the part that you have on the musculoskeletal system and how the disc problems and what to look for is just really lovely. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, congratulations on a great book, Dr. Doug, and uh, we wish you the best with that. I'd love to have you back on another time because... I mean, getting into holistic care, we get into it with Dr. Ann Lamprew when she's here, but you, like she said, this is a phenomenal book. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it, and I'd be happy to come back anytime. I look forward to it. And, you know, again, they can find this book online, and they can find it in bookstores, correct? Yes, you bet. And it's put out by Dr. Doug Knieven. He's the author of The Holistic Health Guide. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. We recommend go and get it and uh, get it today. Dr. Doug, thanks for joining us here on Talking Pets. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Great Hope to pleasure. see you. Hope to see you in San Diego. I'll be there. Once again, that's Dr. Doug Knieven. He's the author of the Holistic Health Guide. Great book. We absolutely recommend going to get it. What a t- the front page of the book or the front cover of the book is phenomenal as well. That's very, you know, yeah. If you're looking on our webcam, we're holding it up to the webcam, but it's it's a dog actually holding the um, a lovely Labrador holding the stethoscope correctly. It's pretty cool. Cool. That's the correct way of doing That's it. That's the correct if you're going to give it to your person that needs to listen to your heart. So they were quite precise with that, weren't they? Yeah, it, it's got it where the, um, the, sorry, the plastic part is like right behind the canine teeth, so he's not chomping down on it. It's lovely. Now, along with detailed chapters about the most common holistic treatment methods, acupuncture, chiropractic care, massage therapy, herbal medicine, and homeopathy, You'll find easy-to-follow instructions about home care for these essential therapies. So you can find it all in this book put out by TFH Publications. Again, their website is tfh.com if you want to check it out, but it's the Holistic Health Guide, Natural Care for the Whole Dog by Dr. Doug Knieven. We recommend going and getting it, and especially Dr. Ann Lamproof from Animal Alternative sitting here. You recommend the hey, book. Hey, I like this book. That's a great recommendation. We want to welcome onto the program right now, switching hats here. We're going to cats, away from the dogs and into the cats. The Lady with 700 Cats. Now, this is actually on Nat Geo Wild. It's going to be on television at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, July 30th. I had the pleasure, I know, Dr. Ann, you didn't get to see it yet, but you do have a copy. But I had the pleasure of actually watching it last night. And, boy, uh, we want to speak right now with Linnea Latanzio. Linnea, how are you? We're doing well. Now, you're the owner of uh, the Cat House on the Kings, correct? Correct. I'm the founder. Now, can I ask you, why is it called Cat House on the Kings? Well, it is actually 12 acres waterfront on the Kings River in Central California. So it's on the Kings River. Oh, it's so on the Kings that, River. That answers that. You know, I'll tell you, when I, I well, first of all, let, let's, let's find out a little bit about you. Now, when I was watching uh, what people are going to see next weekend, next Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which, of course, is the lady with the 700 cats. And it's narrated by Jane Lynch, right? Correct. How did you get Jane to do it? Because I love Jane. I'm a big fan of hers. 
Well, you know, I, I hear she's an animal lover, and it had to do with Nat Geo uh, finding someone that they felt was suitable, and I can't think of anybody better. Yeah, she did a great job. Absolutely phenomenal job, and I highly recommend watching this. But it was interesting because you were like, in high school and all, you were the beauty queen. You were like the most popular. You were this, you were that. Everything positive. You married a multimillionaire. Uh, you never had to worry for anything. You had everything handed to you, you might say. You drove a Mercedes and... But you, well, gave all, you gave all that up. There's part of that that's not true. Um, <laughs> when, when my soon-to-be husband and I were in college, we didn't have any money, and he and I made the money together. Oh, cool, okay. We did not marry money. We made the money. We started with holes in our shoes and holes in our pants, and then ended up multimillionaires. But you walked away from all that, right? Yes. You know, I was never more miserable than when I had money, and it was just a horrible... And it wasn't the money... As, Per se, it was the marriage. So I'm sure there are people with money that are very happy, but considering how deteriorating uh, the marriage went and how uh, horrible I felt during that time, I, I was never more miserable. Well, it's a big difference now for you with all the cats, um, you know, of course, at Cat House on the Kings, because you're waking up, according to what I've seen in the video, happier than ever. Well, you know, you get up, if you didn't enjoy what you were doing, you would get up and say, oh, darn, here I am again. But that's not what happens. For the last 19-plus years, I get up happy. Yippee. I get up alone. But <laughs> oh, not not have, really. No cats no, that's, You're right, you're right. I have several that have moved into my... I, I moved out of that great big house, and I live in a little rental house on the property, and I still have animals back in this bedroom, too. Yay. You know what I think is interesting is that, you know, in in the house that you have there, and you have how many acres of land? Twelve. Twelve acres of land. You have all those all those cats, and then you also have a couple dogs and goats, correct? We have about, uh, the dogs fluctuate because they're all up for adoption. Right now, I think we have about 20 dogs and six goats. Do you ever have any problems with the dogs and the cats? Well, the most of the dogs come as puppies, and they're raised by the cats. So I can safely say that when they are adopted out, they have serious respect for no. cats, uh, which is a good thing. I know my, my, my dogs will behave when they're adopted. When we get adult dogs, sometimes they are aggressive toward the cats, and in that case, they have to go in our dog runs, which are 80 feet long, and then I would send them off. If I can't adopt them out, I send them off to rescue. You know, I think it's interesting, too, because in the video that, you know, when you're talking about it, you know, all these cats running around, you do spay and neuter, of course. We have not only spayed and neutered the 20,000 that have come through here, but I bet we have spayed and neutered an additional 60,000 in the last 20 years. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Well, we've had a lot of, uh, we had one uh, very generous woman that she said, before I die, I want to spay and neuter as many animals as possible, and pretty much gave us carte blanche, and I think... It was like $75,000 worth of spays and neuters. Wow. Uh, that was about three years ago. And since then, we've, we've probably had fifty, sixty thousand 60000 worth of spay-neuter grants. So uh, those are very helpful. We also offer low-cost spays and neuters on a regular basis, even if we don't have grants. And it's actually the lowest price in the San Joaquin area where I live. It's the lowest price for spays and neuters is what we get from our vet. You know, I think it was interesting, too, in the video when I was watching it, is that, I, if I'm correct in saying this, I think you live kind of like a half hour out from civilization. And there was one part in the video, in, in the documentary, that you were talking about where a kitten was dropped off, and you picked it up out of the box, and you were like, wow, you know, 
it could have ended up in a dumpster or in, the, in an alley somewhere, but somebody, you know, actually came a half hour away into this property to, to drop off this kitten. Do you get a lot of that? Uh, we actually do, but usually they're adult cats, and they basically throw them over the fence. And um, last week I caught one that was a non-neutered male. I look, and I go, oh, my God, and I, it took me about a week to get him friendly enough. We tried chasing him with a fishnet. That didn't work. And after a week he came up to me, and I nabbed him. By the end of the day, he was neutered, vaccinated, tested, dewormed, defleed, and he never spoke to me again. (laughs) You know what? I'm not touching you again, lady. Well, give uh, him a little more time. Yeah, he he was a nice guy. But we get that all the time. People just throw him over the fence or leave him in boxes. or We've had people walk in and leave him in the... We have a sally port, which is a fenced area, you know, the double fencing so that we can make sure that we close one gate before we open another. Found a dog in there one day. Mm. And, and there's people everywhere. How the heck did they get in with a dog? I don't know. Well, Linnea, Linnea don't go away. We've got to take a little break. We come back. We're going to continue on with you. Linnea Latanzio, the owner of Cat House on the Kings. It is going to be broadcast on Nat Geo Wild, the lady with 700 cats. It's narrated by Jane Lynch. It's going to be Saturday, July 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so you can check it out there. But we're speaking with Linnea right now. If you've got a question or a comment, give us a call. 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Yeah, real quick, we got about 20 seconds, but one thing when I was watching the video, and you'll see it when you watch it tonight, is that the interesting, I was watching this one cat walk past the other cat, you know, da, 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 you know all dainty and everything, and this other cat goes, and the other one just jumps up, and <laughs> I laugh so hard. <laughs> just the littlest things like that in this video are so catchy. you got to check it out, but watch it. The Lady with 700 Cats. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi everybody, I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling out in the world trips or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on a super smiley adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. I want to be an eccentric old lady with 16 or 17 cats. Scrawny or brawny. Try 700. Of all ages Her own cat was all she wanted as a little girl. Her mother said, no. Now she has more than 700 cats. We're speaking with Linnea Latanzio. She's the owner of Cat House on the Kings. You can watch the... Uh, 
The documentary on the lady with the 700 cats narrated by Jane Lynch. It's going to be Saturday, July 30th at 10 p.m. on Nat Geo Wild. Right now we're speaking with Linnea Live. If you got a question or a comment, you got a couple of minutes to ask it at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Well, I'm just real interested in, well, first I have to say I'm just so excited that you're using goats and reducing your carbon footprint by using goats for your lawnmowers. Well, actually, those goats were not what they're cracked up to be. Oh, fudge. When we got them, I turned them loose on the property saying, hey, you'll eat weeds. Well, they ate every ornamental shrub we had. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. But now they're out in the orchard where they can eat all the weeds they want. Oh, lovely. And what kind of fence do you have for this place to keep well, the Well, actually, in? all 12 acres is cat-fenced, and it is basically chain-linked. It goes up six feet, and then it has an overhang that oh. goes up an additional three feet and uh, that way the cats can climb in, but they can't get over. And underneath is buried poultry netting, which is chicken wire, both ways to keep predators from digging in and mm. the cats or dogs from digging out. Excellent. Yeah, I guess that could be a little odd if you get something like, you know, I don't know if you've got coyotes there or anything like that. but Lots you know, of coyotes. So that could be a little a little tough for the for the cat population on your property. Yeah, we, we've been fenced for about 10 years, but at the beginning when I first started, uh, it got to the point where they would just circle the house and I would be out there, you know, shooting the shotgun in the front and they were in the back. So uh, that was a priority, was fencing. You know, one of the things, like, during when I was watching this, actually, one of the things that really touched my heart was how how deeply your heart was involved in all of what you do and how tough it is to have this, you know, to keep these cats alive because you're a no-cage, you're a no-kill, you're a lifetime cat sanctuary, but that takes money. And what, about $45,000 a month, I think you said? Uh, it could be a little bit more. We're at maybe 400000 a year. And it is a very expensive proposition to do this. Currently, I am in debt out of my pocket, 140000 So in the beginning, I was all of it was out of my retirement, um, every last penny for the per- first seven years. And then as we got a little bit more well-known, people started donating. I started charging to take animals in. Uh, we do take over 1,000 animals out of our local shelter in Fresno a year. But they kill 70,000 there. So even though we take over 1,000 animals out and save them, it doesn't even make a dent in that population. Well, I'll tell you, there was that section that you went in in, in, in the video and what the people will see when they watch it on that Geo Wild. It's, it, I always say on this show, and I've been hosting the show for 20 years, is I invite anybody to, look, uh, to walk into their local animal sanctuary and... and not walk out with an animal because you can't look at them and go oh wow you know in seven days or whatever you're going to be put to sleep and you kind of express this in in the video how hard it is on you because you're kind of playing as i think you might have mentioned it kind of playing god in a way that you're going in and you're saving some lives but you can't save them all it's uh, it's one of the reasons why i try not to go into the shelter uh, every time I went in, I, I would, they would call me to go look at one, and I'd end up with 12. It was like my magic number, and uh, I, I hate to go in there. But the girl now has my phone number. She's already called me four times today to take in kittens and adult cats, and I'm taking one litter, two adults, but the last adult I had to finally say no on, and even though it's a beautiful neutered male huge odd-eyed red tabby i don't have any place to put it so you, you feel bad you feel really guilty you feel 
it's just so overwhelming when you can't save them. No, yeah. it's, it's yeah, that's you don't the have the money. See, if, if I don't take care of the animals I have, then I'm going to be put out of business. You know, you cannot take in more than you can afford, or they will be. You know, I'll be on hoarders pretty soon. Right. And right. Uh, so I, I have to say no, and it's very sad uh, that that beautiful cat is going to be put to sleep by the end of the day. But that's why I, it's so important to spay and neuter. You know. Oh, you have no idea. And, and, you know, it's it's funny, too, and I won't get into it because we're running out of time, but I do want people to pay attention. You're a very stro- uh, straightforward woman. Uh, you say it as it is, and you get into this with the video with some of the phone callers that you have. Um, one man in particular, and I'll leave that to the mystery to, so people can watch it, on the, you know, on, of course, on Nat Geo Wild when this broadcasts. But I like, I like the fact that you, you know, you put your foot down. Well, I, I personally, I tell people that I have no tact. Okay, it's uh, part of my ADHD. What goes in my brain comes out my mouth, and if somebody is a jerk on the phone, I'm more likely to tell him so uh, than to be polite. It's just part of, you know, the Italian in me. I don't know. I can pretty <laughs> Sometimes much you got to do that, though, in order for yeah. it to sink in. Well, it's just absolutely remarkable what you have done, what you actually have accomplished, and how many lives that you have saved and placed into really great homes. It wasn't ever my intention. It wasn't like I said, oh, I think I'll start a sanctuary. It was just something that evolved. And the more you get, the more you are obligated to do. The, the more employees you have to have to take care of them, the more food you have to have. And it just turned into this. I had no idea that I was unique in uh, pretty much the United States until that YouTube video came out three-plus years ago. And that's what started this snowball and if you can have the people go to our website and watch it, uh, that's what has created us now being on that geo, was the fact that I'm a sanctuary and um, there are none. There are not, they've, I've gotten three cats in from Saudi Arabia, two from Hong Kong. Uh, next week I'm getting eight from New York City. There's got to be some place between here and there, wouldn't you think? You would think so. There isn't. But, yeah, I mean, you, you're probably going to hear a lot more now, too, because, you know, during the interviews and then being on that Geo Wild, I mean, I'm sure you're going to be getting a lot more calls. So be prepared, Lamea. And we got to say goodbye. We're at the top, but I want to thank you for everything that you're doing. We'd love to keep in touch with you. And um, I, I recommend everybody watch The Lady with 700 Cats. It airs Saturday, July 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time on Nat Geo Wild. Linnea, thanks so much for joining us here on Talking Pets, and the best to you. Well, thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Linnea, and her last name is Latanzio. She's the owner of the Cat House on the Kings. Now, you can check it out, like I said. It's it's narrated by Jane Lynch, and it's on Saturday, July 30 at 10 p.m. Thanks, and have a great weekend. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. And Amanda Page. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.